Hello everyone, welcome back to Project Function, episode number 11. My name is Billy Gall, I'm the host of this podcast. On today's episode, I discuss performance anxiety and the tools that you can use to help yourself perform at a higher level and enjoy yourself while performing, while giving a bunch of personal examples of times when I felt my nerves. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy. They landed at Plymouth With a smile on the face They said keep some sunshine on your face What up everyone? Welcome back. Project Function. Episode number 11, feeling a lot better, feeling a little bit better. I don't think my nose is too stuffed up, so hopefully I don't sound like a moron, but on today's episode, I'm going to talk about performance anxiety and or stage fright. It's another common term people use, and... Talk about some tools in order to change your perspective and perform at a higher level while enjoying yourself a lot more. Because you're supposed to when you perform. It's not supposed to be this. You don't need to be a nervous wreck. You can enjoy the process of performing because it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fulfilling to yourself in many ways as it is fulfilling to the people who are observing you and who you are entertaining so first let's talk about some symptoms of performance anxiety these are some symptoms i've experienced personally when feeling anxious before a time when i know i'm going to perform some task for someone else in front of other people my heart rate goes up Obviously, that's probably the most common. It's just natural. Our bodies are... When we know something's going down, our body's going to pump up the heart. Pump up the heart. <laughs> pump up the uh, the rate of your heart pulse. And that kind of leads to your body getting hot and uh, generating some sweat. I definitely get a little sweaty when I'm um, in the middle of of getting ready to perform or like just as I begin to take steps towards performance. Within five minutes, I'm, I'm sweating up a storm and it's totally natural. The most important thing to understand about, I mean, anxiety, all this stuff, is that it's it's totally natural. It's just a process, our body. It's a process of our body. And everyone feels it. Whether they interpret it different is dependent on their past and somewhat their genetics and I'll talk a little bit about that 
but everyone experiences it. Michael Jordan, just one of those guys that interpreted the nerves as a time for him to step up to the plane and shine. And obviously he's he's superhuman, but at the base he's a human as well. And yeah, it's like butterflies, you know, you know the feeling. You get butterflies, you get nervous before you have to perform, play a sport, before you get into a sport, before you have to speak in front of people. And if you're one of those people who are just naturally love the spotlight and love to perform in front of other people and entertain other people, God bless your soul, because it's not fun. It's really not fun. And yeah, it's it's been, it's definitely affected me a lot throughout my life, because I'm not a person to interpret it as exciting moments. I'm more like, uh, what did what if this goes wrong? Just overthinking it, because you know I'm a classic, class A overthinker. And. Yeah, it's really not fun because you don't get to enjoy yourself while you're doing something that you most likely want to be doing. But because you interpret all the things that don't really matter, like what other people think of your performance, you start to worry and you start to overthink it. And then it's not natural. You're just like, you're not going to do, you're not going to perform at as high of a level as you probably would if you weren't worrying and overthinking whatever thing you're about to do and that's why I'm speaking to you about it today because from personal experience I think I've started to work at interpreting the feelings in a different light and now I'm going to talk about some tools and the first tool which is what I'm talking about 10 seconds ago is uh, shifting your perspective from nervous to excited. Like I said, we're all going to feel some sort of way when we know we have to perform and do something. It's just part of our physiology as humans. And every single person, every single human being that lives and breathes will feel some sort of way. And I'm currently reading, hopefully I'll finish it this week, get on a new book, but I'm reading a book about Phil Jackson. I'm reading about Phil Jackson. The book is called Eleven Rings, I think. Let me make sure. It's really good. Just recounts his life. Yeah, Eleven Rings, The Soul of Success. And it's really interesting because he's really into Buddhism and how the Native Americans went throughout their day and their their tradition and rituals. And he includes a lot of it into his coaching, into his way of coaching. And it's really cool to see, to learn about how the players on his teams, because he coached, he won 11 ranks. And he coached arguably the greatest basketball teams uh some of the greatest basketball teams of all time with Michael Jordan Scottie Pippen and then with the Lakers and it's pretty cool to see how the players play into it and how he describes how they change 
but it's it's a good book. It's not the best book. It's I'm a big fan of the series, The Last Dance on ESPN, and when he's going throughout the season, you kind of just get a recap in writing of that. But the amount of lessons you can learn from his way of coaching is just tremendous. But back to performance anxiety. Shifting your perspective from nervous to excited, it's probably the most important thing you can do. I'm just naturally a nervous kid. Always thinking about something, always trying to predict the future of what's going to happen. And I always get caught up in my nerves when I'm about to perform. And I focus on my nerves instead of focusing on the fun that I'm going to have and being excited about the opportunity at at hand, which is to, you know, in most of the things that made me performance, made me anxious before a performance was like lacrosse, obviously, sport, and school. But more on the sports side is just, you know, because it's hard, more more difficult to be excited about school. <laughs> Obviously, not not everyone's a fan of school of learning. And but if you if you're pursuing a sport, you're most likely going to be like that's gonna bring you joy. So why why be nervous? You're doing something that you enjoy. It's supposed to bring you peace. Supposed to bring you happiness. Why would you per- perceive what you're about to do as something that's anxiety provoking and I never really worked at it but I could tell the difference between people and uh, the reason I brought up the 11 rings is because he coached Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and like I said they're both superhuman obviously they've done they are incredible basketball players incredible people but those are the type of people that focus on the excitement and the ability to rise to the occasion instead of getting caught up in your nerves and just trying to predict what's going to happen next. And just understanding that they feel some sort of way. They might not, you know, attach themselves to the nerves but they interpret it as excitement. And that's the really the biggest difference in a lot of competitors and a lot of performers and how people perform and perceive performance. But it, it will just take your game to a higher level, whatever you're doing. And I could see it in teammates I've had over the years. You just get some kids that are just full throttle all the time excited to just throw themselves out there and then you get someone like me who's just like timid and nervous doesn't really want to put myself out there because I don't scared to feel it some sort of way and yeah and then like focusing on having fun it's obviously extremely important you don't really 
why not have fun while you're performing even if it's a speech in front of people like last semester that's my problem is i have to make it fun and reading this book they talk about kobe and shaq's relationship and how they didn't get along for too long because they were both star players and Kobe didn't like how Shaq had to make everything fun in order for him to do something. It had to be fun or he wasn't going to do it. And that bothered him, but there's the, like that's there's those types of people just need to make fun out of something that might provoke anxiety or nerves. And I think that's what I do. I do sometimes do half the time, I guess. And then the other half of the time, I just avoid. Because you're just like, I don't even want to feel that those types of nerves. And I don't want to work myself up over nothing. Which I'll talk about in a few seconds. <laughs> but a positive visualization. I've been, I, I bring it up like every episode, but. It's definitely something that I've been working on because I, I negatively project myself into a situation and that causes nerves, anxiety. And Christopher Maltasanti, big, big proponent of, big fan of the positive visualization. If you've ever watched The Sopranos, he talks about how he positively visualizes. And yeah, there's a, I think I have a video on my phone and it talks about how if you can put yourself totally in the present through breathing exercises and I'm going to butcher talking about this but if you can focus solely on your breath and then project yourself into some sort of situation and visualize how you are going to go about that situation that becomes an experience in your brain, engraved in your brain. Because you're, I guess like you can't perceive the difference between you thinking you're within the experience and visualizing yourself within the experience and actually being there. And I thought that's really cool that you can visualize the future and project yourself into it. And that's ingrained into your into your brain, and it definitely makes sense. And uh, yeah, people focus on what can go wrong way too much. We live in a pretty negative society nowadays. Just gotta keep it positive. Gotta keep your thought ruminations positive, and don't get caught up in if you're having negative thoughts. Just Breathe in, breathe out, uh, let them pass. Don't attach yourself to them because they're going to come back if you think about them too much. It's going to become part of your rumination. And then uh, smile, obviously. If you're going to enjoy yourself and have fun, make sure you're smiling. And forcing yourself to have a smile even though you may be nervous or feeling some sort of way. That'll bring some positivity to you because you naturally 
just rise to that positive vibration through just simply having a smile on your face. And I think I've found myself not smiling enough over the past few years. And as weird as it sounds, like, and then focusing on just, like, keeping a smile on your face while I'm walking around campus, you're just, like, so much more present. It's really amazing and just keeps you from, keeps you from being down. I don't, I don't really know the science behind it, but I know it works. So, smile. Okay, and you'll see some progress. And then lastly, look good, feel good. If you're going to do like a presentation in front of people, we had to dress up like business professional. It felt good. And it felt, yeah, it felt good. Just like getting ready, doing up your hair, putting on a nice suit, putting on a nice tie putting on a nice belt, just looking spiffed up, walking through campus, looking like an absolute maniac. Everyone's just staring at you like, what are you doing wearing a suit to class? But then you go in and everyone's dressed up and you're just like, oh, wow, this feels awesome. And you can do that in all all sorts of ways, like even in sports. I wore Air Jordan cleats for two years of high school, I guess not senior year. I would have worn them senior year if I had a season, but the least functional lacrosse cleat out there. And I wore them because they made me feel good. They made me, I thought I looked good wearing them, so I wore them. And everyone told me I looked sick in them, so I wore them. And that's a huge part. You gotta feel feel good, feel, feel how you feel as Honcho Jack put it feel how you feel and but why not why not get all done up why not do it up get all done up with your hair looking all nice some nice shoes some nice pants a nice shirt or a nice dress if you're a girl and feel how you feel feel good and yeah don't worry about the outcome just Feel how you feel. Let it happen. Let the nerves pass. And you'll you'll enjoy yourself a lot more. And you'll be more satisfied with how you perform. And you'll perceive yourself as a performer in a higher light. In a better light. And yeah, it's awesome. Performing is fun. It's a privilege to have the opportunity to be entertainment for someone else. Well, as, as well as fulfilling something within yourself and showing yourself that you can do something that might cause nerves or might seem super preposterous as an idea of something you have to do in the future. And now I'll tell you what not to do. Okay, you ready for what not to do? And this is what, this is, this is me. This is me in a... This is me and my anxiety in a in a in a book in a few words. So like I said before, some people will avoid performing. And I mean that'll just lead to the next time you have to perform, you'll just 
feel more anxiety. That's kind of how that stuff works. Whatever you avoid, it'll 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 come back. It'll get you. It'll bite you in the butt. That's for sure. And I mean, I've avoided a lot of situations <laughs> in which this is the case. And I think when I was younger, I used to have fun with it and not really care what people thought. And when you're a kid, you tend to have way more of a free spirit and you don't feed into your ego and all the things that you think could go wrong and things that would hurt your ego. And then when you grow up, like when I went through high school, I would just avoid performing in any sort of way or I would just like get extremely extremely anxious and just like not be okay and then every time I would step over that whatever that climb that mountain of of anticipation before the performance and then you get into the performance and you're just like oh this is so easy and it's fun it's enjoyable and I'm happy that I'm doing it but the problem is if you keep like feeding in, if you don't change your perspective and you keep feeding into the nerves, then every time you do something of the same light that causes the nerves, you're you're going to start out with nerves. But until you understand that, like you just, whenever that feeling comes up, you just got to let it be. Just feel how you feel. Don't, don't judge it. Don't attach yourself to it. Just like feel how you feel. And then let it pass, because it will pass. And then you'll start the performance, and you'll feel a lot better. And then next time, the nerves will come up, and you'll let it pass, and it'll be a shorter time, and it won't be as bad. And then the next time, it just gets better and better. And I think when I started to care about people's perspective of me, or what I thought people thought of me, and all that stuff that simply just does not matter but humans seem to care a lot about it i started to not try because i was just scared to be like thought of as you don't even you don't even pursue whatever or put the effort in because you're scared that if you do you'll fail and I think a lot of people don't recognize that they do it and they don't recognize that it's their ego that's just like trying to keep them to that that certain degree of I'm the man and you don't want to go against that and then you just avoid and like in sports I in lacrosse, I would just, like, pass the ball around. I wouldn't do anything. I would, I would just pass the ball around in circles. Whenever I got it, I wouldn't do anything. And then one day, my dad, I just had a great weekend with my parents. They are out here skiing. It's really nice to see them. But one, one day, my dad was like, Billy, gosh darn it all. He says, God damn it all. God damn it all, Billy, if you, if you don't take an open shot, I'm never coming, I'm never taking you to another lacrosse tournament. And I was just like, oh, 
I got to do something. And then, like, you slowly realize what he means. And obviously there's expenses and time. It's not just, like, you don't just get to roam around and do whatever you want. You either do something and you get something out of it or don't do it at all. And I started to realize that pretty recently. It took me a while to realize what that what he kind of meant by that. But, yeah, I'd, I'd avoid pursuing anything that I wanted once my ego told me like oh you might this 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 and and that might happen and you don't want that to happen because you'll be seen in a bad light by other people and then once you start worrying about other people's perception of you it's it's a lost cause it's just like such garbage it's terrible that we all care about it we're kind of programming our brains to care about it by using the social media apps that we do. And it's a tragedy, but you can't really help people in that remark. You can't really just be like, oh, stop, stop caring about what other people think. It doesn't just go away. You just naturally have that thought process of like, and it's also natural to our physiology because we need to survive and we need to judge. And that's how we survived was judging situations on am I safe, am I insecure, am I am I insecure in that sense? Am I gonna get eaten by some someone, some animal? And yeah, but we we don't really have to worry about that, so we fill it with nonsense. We those thoughts become nonsense because we don't really have to worry about too much at least about like just going outside and getting mauled by a bear unless you're hiking in the woods and you're around bears you're in a nice house you're walking around people there's civilized people society is built we don't really have to worry about these natural things that our body is going to naturally have a reaction to when we perceive something as something that might have been perceived differently in the past or as something more extreme. <clears throat> I guess I'll like don't don't avoid. Avoiding is such a waste of time. And I've wasted so so much and just made the wrong moves by avoiding whatever I needed to confront. And it's it's gonna eat at you, and it's it's not gonna go away until you confront your problems. And like this podcast is me confronting my my issues and talking about them, putting them out to be judged by other people, and hopefully people listen to it and apply it to their own life. But I can't really do that for them. And a couple stories. <laughs> I, I straight up, I used to get so nervous. And one of my buddies, Brandon Lyons, at my Catholic middle school, had me, like, announce his vice presidency. <laughs> and I had to stand up in front of everyone and say something. And it was weird because, like, when I'm doing, like, a, when I did, like, a church reading as a kid, it was nothing. But when I would interpret it as, like, I don't know, doing something for someone else, and if I screwed that up, like, I don't know, I was, I was younger, but I couldn't get a word out of my mouth without studying, stuttering, or, like, messing up, 
and yeah and i remember like coming off the stage and everyone was like billy what did you just do you didn't get through it and i felt bad because he didn't win vice presidency but we were like in seventh and eighth grade so it doesn't really matter and afterwards i'm just like oh that's cool it wasn't even that bad and then i've always had test anxiety like performance anxiety with school it's pretty bad part of why I can't like sit still in school because I'm worried I'm not going to be able to perform or complete whatever I'm pursuing in school and learning about and I've always had this problem and uh, especially with like standardized tests we used to take this stupid Terra Nova test as a Catholic school and you wouldn't even get graded it was just for them to see where you were at and I would flunk every single one because <laughs> I would either just be so nervous or just be like, I don't care because I don't want to try because these are pointless. And then that's kind of built up into like test anxiety when I take tests now. Like I definitely get pretty freaking anxious beforehand, even though I, I'm relatively prepared. Even like the ACT. I took it three times, two times. I straight up had a panic attack the entire time because I was just so nervous about like college and all that that meant, even though it was just a simple test that I had to sit down and take all throughout. I, I all throughout high school, like I kind of, I mean, I guess I grew into being pretty anxious when things weren't going my way and didn't help myself by avoiding those feelings and not confronting them but yeah that's my story about performance anxiety i'm sure in the future i'll add to it but the most important thing to understand is that your nerves are are there to protect you literally realistically even though we don't really we're a lot more secure as, our, as, as human beings than we were when we actually had to use them for survival and like that's why it's totally natural and unless you confront these feelings you're never going to get anywhere and they're never going to go away so you might as well confront them because you're going to be dealing with it for the rest of your life and that's my spiel for the day Thanks for tuning in. Hope I did a decent job describing performance anxiety and putting my perspective into it and examples from my life. And I hope you take away something from it. I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you for tuning in once again. <laughs>